technical. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Britpop Banner. My name is Kevin, this is Leslie. Hi there. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. We haven't seen each other for a week and a half. Mm. So uh, it's good to see you. Feels When we haven't seen each other for a week, it feels a bit weird. It does, because it was like... Friday, yeah, it's a week and a couple of days. We um, and it was Easter. Yeah, because we knew that Easter was coming up, we actually banked a couple of episodes. So today, the Ash episode has just dropped, um, and here we Ooh, are. Time. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to the feedback from that one because I actually I actually really enjoyed. That. I was quite drunk in that episode, but yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm too kind, Diana. Doesn't yeah, even matter. Yeah, were. So um, a bit cross-eyed and everything. It was a bit awkward for me. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Mm. We went out after that episode and had a few drinks. What happened the next morning? I had to carry you home. No, the next morning. Do you remember what happened? What happened to me? I'd pretty much done a whole day of productive stuff. Oh, I mean that. I'd had a big week. If you remember the state I was in that day when I got in, it'd been a big week. Oh, you were angry. That's right. You were very grumpy. I was sleepy. But we had a good night. And then the next morning I woke up and I I always wake up early. So I was like, I'll get up. Have a nice breakfast, a couple of coffees, go for a wonder, went to record store day. You, nothing. No, no idea. I didn't Earplugs in. I did all of those things, but in my drinks. <laughs> all right. Bought uh, some new vinyl, had a mix. Had did a you? Coffee. No, on my drink. Oh, and you drink. Um, well, I actually bought some vinyl. Well done. Thank Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, this We're going to go to the, um, we got the record fair, fair on this Saturday. week, which I'm excited about. Um, because we usually spend a fortune at that thing. Oh, I have a game. <laughs> so, um, everyone, we're going to a record fair on Saturday. Right. Um, tweet us any vinyl that you'd like us to see if we can find. You can't do that because the episode's not going to air until after. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> we'll tweet it, right? We'll tweet it now and then people can come back to us, yeah. right? Oh, you no. got to remember the timeline, Les. You always forget it. All right, so this is such a good game. This is episode seventeen. Can still play your game. Episode seventeen, and we are at number thirty-five. Twitter and Facebook are at BritpopBanter, and our email address BritpopBanter at Gmail. Uh, send us through any guilty pleasures. Uh, send us your questions, your feedback, and if you can, give us a rating. Disclaimer: All views expressed in this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les, last week, Ash, how do you feel about that episode? And what um, do you think people will will sort of think about it? I think, given my mood at the beginning of the episode, oh, it was surly, surly, that I feel happy with how I talked about Ash. Well, that's because you got more drunk. No, I think no. I had two beers. I feel like it was uh, a good insight into the band and a good reflection in the fact of we talked about their age and you've got to take that into account and then the tracks and yeah. I thought I actually thought it was a good episode. I, I really enjoyed the episode. I've listened to it a couple of times. Um, I like some of the side conversations we had around PlayStation games and Jackie Chan movies, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. And because I think that's probably the first time in a while we've done an episode while we've been able to drink. You know, without you know work the next day or you know anything kicking in, so it was nice just to be able to kick back and I got a bit of a head start on you, so I was half cut yeah, by the really time, it, time it, it kicked in. I really quite unprofessional, it. if you ask me. I held it together and I didn't swear oh. either, which was quite good. You did. We can, but what did I say? I had to bleep it out. I remember that. Okay. Right, we got a review, mm. so let's start with some positive news. I saw it first. 
<laughs> you did. To be fair, you sent it to me. Yeah, and I thought that'll make it day. It did it? make my day. It did make my day. Um, so you got to it before I did. So this is, it's called Amazing Podcast, five out of five, which is awesome. Boom. This has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. Each week, Kevin Les take a look at classic Britpop albums from the 90s. As a younger Britpop fan, I appreciate that they have stretched the definition of the genre as I'm exposed to great bands I would not have otherwise heard. Except Reef. I'm sorry, Kev. Fair comment. Fair. Well, no, one of these days someone's going to come to my defence. No defense one has. Of, no, not one person has said. Why do you think that is? Hmm? Let's just pause for a second. They're like fine wine, maybe. Fine wine? People have just go sure. wait 10 years. <laughs> sure, sure. I do, I, the one thing, and I'm not finished yet, but the one thing I do like is that this this person has appreciated the fact that we've expanded the genre into other areas. Because we got we cut a lot of slack over the bands that we picked, and I'm I'm really happy that we're exposing people to bands that they may not have heard of. Yeah, I agree. Um, the interplay between the two hosts is natural and entertaining, giving the podcast a welcoming vibe. The podcast has also really brightened my day when I've had a tough time, so I thank Kevin and Leslie sincerely for that. Cheers and keep up the great work. That's from Adam Morasuti, and I hope I've pronounced that well. That's from Canada. Oh, Canada. Brilliant. Uh, so, Adam, thank you. That's that's really nice Cheers, of you. Thank Adam. you. Thank you so much for that. Thanks. That made our day. Shall we talk about uh, the Blur episode? Oh. Um, do you remember we uh, reviewed Baby Bird? <laughs> yes. Do you know where I'm going to go with this? Yeah. Go on. So, <laughs> you isolated it. <laughs> And yet you were the one that got put. But to be honest, can yep. I just say, Go and on. I thought about this, and Go I on. know why. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're a fencer. So I'm <laughs> I'm clear. I, like People can't argue with me because I go, do you know what? Two out of ten, don't like it in the end, move on. Okay. And these are my reasons why. No one can turn around and go, oh, I couldn't quite understand what you meant there, Liz. Right. No okay. one said that after the podcast ever. Oh, I, was, I thought it was pretty clear. No, because you went, and I get it, because you went... Oh, Les has really slated it. Um, oh, God, I should probably say something half nice. Oh, so there's some good tracks. And in fact, there are more tracks than bad tracks. So I'm going to give it that. And that's contradictory, where I'm like, it's too it's rubbish, get out. No, and look, so we, we t- the Baby Bird album I gave five, five out of ten, yeah. right? Because there are some excellent songs on there. There's some average. And then there's some shockers, which is why it got a five from me, right? Nobody argues with my ratings, do they? No one this because is what, I'm clear. This is what about ticks setting me off. expectations. No one comes at you, and yet, guaranteed, if I say something bad, people go, oh, wait a minute. No, yeah. no, no. It's because I set expectations. People go, oh, yeah. I bet they go, oh, here goes Liz. It's not going to be a. But I make it clear as to why. Like, I go, don't like it. That's a good song. That's a good song. The rest are rubbish. Two out of ten. Let's all move on. I'm not on the fence. Nobody would it's finish. It's not my offence. That's no how I feel about. An no album. one's going to finish the episode of any of our, like any of our episodes, and yeah. go. I'm not sure how Les felt about that album. Would say no one ever. That's true. You either like it or you don't. You know. You, but you, yeah. but you could be, and I feel you probably. Um, I t- You know what? That confuddled album. our listeners somewhat. Confuddled with the. Why? Because I gave an average rating. No, because. It was because you told them there were more good songs than bad. No, I said there were some excellent average. songs on that album. I did not say that. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But I'm pretty sure. 
But I just thought, like, so the Ash episode is dropping today, right? So spiritualized were on that and top loader. Now, I wasn't very kind about spiritualized, so it'll be interesting to see what people say do about that. Do you regret that? How do you no, think? not at all. Isn't it liberating? Isn't it liberating? I'll, t- I'll tell you after tomorrow when I get the hate tweets. I don't, but to be fair, if I just, and that's the thing, the Baby Bird album, there are moments that I went, kudos, and I think I said the first four tracks or something like that, kudos to you, mate, you surprised the hell out of me, this could be a great album. And then there's moments, football, perfect example, where you go, nah, mate, no. nah, 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 this is Chumbawamba territory, right? So, and that's being kind. And where do you rate, you basically went, nah, because of that, the whole album is rubbish. No, no. I said it's all rubbish bar two songs therefore two out of ten I hate it or whatever I said so why is that different for me if I find like five good songs people don't know how you feel right well it's going to be interesting this conversation coming up in a second but um, so I was asked right so obviously I was going back and forward on Twitter with a few people and I was asked by Rewind dash fast forward right yeah that's my boy to listen to expand on Baby Bird right and to go and listen to an album called There's Something Going On. I didn't. <laughs> why, why not? Because if that's anything to go, because honestly... So and this is... Can I, I... Well, actually, let's do this then. Can you listen to that album? Oh, because walked into that. I should have just said I had. Because it doesn't have the experimental stuff to it. And it's got All more right. of the All good right. stuff. And... I actually really liked it. And my message to any sort of guy that or, or girl who's listened to Baby Bird... Yeah, this Bird, is a gender equality podcast. Oh, Jesus. Anyone who has listened to um, Baby Bird and all they can think of is You're Gorgeous, which was me, you need to expand that and listen to this. I album. would rather listen to You're Gorgeous than football. Agreed. Okay. Right. We finished on that? That's all yep. you want to say? You brought it up. Well, it's going to get worse when I get into the albums we're going to review this week. Um, we talked about the Seahorses and we talked about the fact that they didn't get to finish their second album. They actually, there is a recording on YouTube um, and Ian sent it through and it's called Minus Blue, right? I'll send you the, I'll post the, the actual YouTube link. I got, I must admit, I haven't spent the time, but there's about three songs that I got into before I had to do something else. It sounded great. Oh, really? Really good. That's exciting. Imagine having making a good album and the world doesn't get to hear it. Crazy. Oh. So um, I'll post that. We've got some concerts coming up. Yes. Who are we going to see? <laughs> Forgotten. Um, Brilliant. Cast. October. People already know about that. <coughs> Who is it? You just streets. Bought? There you go. Original part material. You listen to streets. <laughs> So the streets are coming to Sydney. Looking forward to that. That's in July. So I, uh, you know what? It'd be interesting. Dry your eyes, mate. I'm not a massive fan, and when I do see them, I get I'm pretty disappointed. But it's been a long time since I've seen or listened to them. So let's go out and have a few beers and have some fun. Uh, I'm going to see Peter Hook and the Sydney Orchestra, and they're going to play some Joy Division stuff, which I'm yeah. And I, I know you said no, so that's all right. I've got a substitute, which is good. But I'm actually really excited to see that because I've never really got into Joy Division. And it's I a lot of money. What? A, what? A, but you know what? Anything at the Opera House is expensive, and so and also you've got the orchestra behind them. So I'm like, if I'm gonna go, do it in style. I got tickets to see Marabou State. Oh, did you? Where's my? And ticket? they were not that expensive. Where's my ticket? Mean and text me. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Invite. All right. Uh, a couple of other little stuff. Whistling. Bloody hell! I've got another song. 
Um, and I, it came into my head the other day. I was just driving. Go on. Um, Wind of Change by the Scorpions. I think that's uh, yeah. Go on. Does it go Tell me in the river of the glory. Brilliant. So and it whistles. So two things about the whistling. It's the gift that keeps on giving because people keep sending me stuff. Well, you walked into it. So first of all, you'll blow your whistle, bitch song. Blow your whistle, bitch. It's the worst song I've ever heard. I told you. It is. So I was like, oh, I've got to remember to listen to this song. That's another song that reminds me of crap nightclub Smirnoff Ice and Terrible People. Oh, 100%. And I hated it then. And I. Do you know how it charted that song? Not high, surely. Oh, no. Yeah. 2002, it got to number. Five. And who is it by General somebody or Colonel or something? No, it's DJ Alligator or something. DJ Alligator. It's called the Alligator Project or something like that. Rubbish. It's horrendous. Also on the whistling, Jody sent us in a clip this morning. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. So G- DJ Rico. Did you not see my instant reply? Yeah, I, I know, like Kev's gonna love it. Whistler. So thank you, Jody. You made my morning. Ugh, didn't make mine. Whistler's delight. <laughs> it's about. I don't know, 20 to 30 songs where whistling is featured and it's it, they're all mixed together so it's just whistling at you for six minutes. <laughs> now, fair play, there's some songs in there that I, I... So, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life by Monty Python. Of course. Massive whistling song. Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, man... But you know that's you know fair play. Just do you really regret that comment now? Do you think that you've been proved wrong enough? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just let it go? Stop Mm. sending me your whistling stuff. No, don't, because I enjoy it. But um, I just yeah, I love the fact that this hasn't been like. I haven't been able to 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 just move on. At all, like at (laughs) all, because this is like you know when you name someone that likes the song we're whistling it well. Well, yeah, the Twitterverse oh, went off. What's that noise? That's a can of worms opening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. No more whistling. Done. All right? No, send me. Send the me. internet wins. Uh, the other stuff, I sent a tweet out on uh, the weekend about like favourite music documentaries or concerts on DVD and Blu-ray. I was like, oh, I'm going to start and go through them. Anyway, I, I've been going down a bit of a blur. I don't know why. I'm fascinated by blur at the moment. And um, I watched Blur New World Towers. Mm-hmm. I'll give you it. And it's all about the making of the magic whip, um, and, it's, oh, yeah. and it's it's got live footage of them in Hong. So it's all about um, how they're touring Hong Kong after the success of the the Hyde Park gig, and the next trip to well, they argue about where it is, it's Tokyo or somewhere else. They get the, it gets cancelled. The gig gets cancelled, so they've got five days stuck in Hong Kong, and they go, well, let's get into the studio. And so it's all about them just locking themselves into the studio and creating music and then into see it's it's a brilliant documentary. So thank you to whoever what's your favourite? Go on. No. Uh, you have bought me three music DVDs in my life and I've this was part Really? Yep. Have I? Yeah. What a man. Um What a guy. What who were they? What were they? They were all live ex person live in concert. I bought you it. Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Were they all the same? Nope. Did you like all three? Yep. Oh, okay, good. Uh, this will be going back a long time then. When was the first one I bought you? 
Um, Are we talking 90s? Some, yeah, first one and then... Wow. There's technically four because you bought the same one. Twice. Probably you type. <laughs> um, don't know, don't know, go on, tell me. First one? Yeah. You bought me Joss Stone. Oh, you like Joss yeah. Stone. And then you bought me George Michael. Did I? Yeah. Oh. And then you bought me Rihanna. Um, and then there was a Sasha DVD that we both. Oh, okay. Do you know what? It's it's. Do you not remember that? No. What? Because I thought about it. I thought you've bought me quite a few music. It was my go-to for your present for a long time. Yeah, and I didn't want to comment on the Twitter because I wanted to test your memory, which clearly is not good. Memory. It's a bit sparse, my memory. Oh, that's really nice. You bought me any DVDs? Yeah. No. No. Maybe. Oh no, I did. Um, Okay. I'm sure I bought you a BC Boys thing. You might have, actually. Um, no, I did. I really... That's not so... Beastie Boy tangent. I can't remember the name of the DVD, but it's recorded at Madison Square Gardens. And they give the crowd 30 handheld cameras. And spread them out all amongst the arena. And, and you think it's actually a really clever idea. It's really annoying. Yeah. Because as a fan, you just want to see the concert and beautiful high def and... A steady hand, and in, instead you're getting, you know, shaky hands, blurred, not zoomed in. It just, it, uh, I'm sure about your Prodigy DVD as well. Oh, thank you. You know what I'm disappointed about is the lack of Blu-ray music, right? In high def music, it seems that DVDs were king in live music, and Blu-rays, it's sparse pickings for a, for a music Blu-ray. Um, but my favourite music DVD is There and Then Oasis. Same. I have to say same. Without doubt. I remember I had a friend I remember seeing that DVD for the first time and a friend of ours actually had the DVD and just being in awe and just watching just the first 10 minutes are just amazing the yeah, way the crowd definitely mine yeah. alright okay I've got one more thing and then we'll get into the top selling UK albums and we can finally put that to bed and, and then I have a new chart okay cool Chemical Brothers released a new album not Britpop but I wanted to talk very briefly about it have you listened to it? yeah don't like it. Mm. Why? After the first listen, you need to you need to listen to it a couple of times. I found it a bit annoying. Annoying. A bit beepy. Oh, don't listen to the essential mix then. It's worse. So the album, same as you, listened to it and I went, eh. listen to it again, listen to it again. So the album is called okay. No Geography. Um, it's the follow-on from Further, which was an excellent album. I actually really like this album now, so I think you need to keep listening to it. But they done an essential mix last week on, on BBC. And how exciting is that? Very. It, I'd love to go and see Chemical Brothers. Yeah, same. I can't same. even speak Chemical Brothers. Well done. Last time I saw them live, that is a story not for this podcast. Oh, maybe there's an X-rated couple of beers version coming. All right. Um, so I stay away from the essential mix. It is not what you expect. It's very beepy. Um, I can't stand BP. It's like electro. It's like if I want to listen to an alarm clock, I hear that at 6am every morning. <laughs> I don't pay money to go you? and hear it. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's, oh, hello. I read an interview because they, they, they haven't done, they've done a lot of DJ sets separate to each other. And what they do is they work predominantly on, on drum loops in their sets and then put little samples or riffs on top of that. And so for me, it's a little bit too same samey. The, through the two hours it's not and also there's nothing that you would generally there's no hits there's no classic Chemical Brothers that slip in at any one moment and take it out so it's just it was a really tough listen the Essential Mix yeah, I was right. really disappointed 
Let me if you if you are into the chemical bras, let us know. What does that tell you? Remember my rant about DJ mixes, DJ sets. Yes, that's the reason, because you can't separate the band from, from the DJ. DJ you can't. That's a good point. Because you you think Chemical Brothers? What do I think of? Oh, I think of Hey Boy Hey Girl, Block Rock and Beats, Star Guitar, of all, you all of that. Yeah. So you're thinking it in your and head, you and all that. you hear is beepity beep beep, and you're like, <laughs> that's not that's not you. Who's that? Now the difference being is if it was like a DJ did that set. You may go... Wow, what, what a good set. Yeah, I like it. This is why it bothers What does it go me. like, Liz? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Can we get past this top-selling UK albums? Go, I'm so excited. Ah. And I think... Are you trying to have a go at who's number one? Yeah. Okay, well, can we get there first? What's the story? That's who you think is number one. Okay, let's see. Number ten. Yeah. Come on over by Shania, Shania Twain. 2.3 million copies sold. So I got to number Has one. Has that got the one that... Man, I feel, feel like a woman. woman. That is the worst kind of music. It had six singles on it. Feral. That don't impress me much. Man, I feel like that a woman. That album doesn't impress me much. The rest of the songs I don't know. Horrible. That so, This was the biggest selling album of 1999, even though it was released in March 1998. It's disgusting. It's absolute garbage. Like, I hate it. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate the songs on it. I hate it. It's just irritating. Finished? All right. Like, I, I, I passionately can't stand it. You really dislike it. It's awful. Man, I feel like woman. Awful. They don't impress me. That's not even how you speak. Who was the lady that talked about her breasts not being mountains? Oh, amazing, Shakira. <laughs> Shania Twain no at least that was catchy oh. well that is catchy but only God. if you're not smart Urban Hymns number 9 oh. <laughs> <laughs> 2.5 million copies released in 1997 what an album Drugs Don't Work number 1 Bittersweet Symphony number 2 Lucky Man 7 right number 8 The Immaculate uh, Collection by Madonna oh. 2.6 million copies released in November 1990. Single release singles Justify My Love, uh, Crazy For You, Justify Rescue Me, and Holiday. Holiday! Get away! <laughs> if you think holiday. Justify My boom. Love is actually quite a good song. Yes. I'm not a massive fan of Madonna, but anyway. Number seven, you're going to hate this Robson and Jerome. 2.64 million copies released in November 1995 released two singles The Unchained Melody Dash White Cliffs of Dover That's a joke. and then Up on the Roof and Dash I Believe this was the biggest selling album of 95 outselling What's the Story Morning Glory even though it was released in November of that year I gotta admit my you know I, you know my parents they usually buy some shady stuff they never bought that do you know anyone who bought that? If I did. <laughs> do you honestly think I'd, think I'd still know them? You are so angry. What happened? I'm not. Just that's, that's not music. That's, it's an insult to people who are musicians. Robson and Jerome. Two clowns from Soldier Soldier. Soldier. Are you kidding me? And they don't even write their own songs. Unchained Melody, which in its own right, by the... Un- like, absolutely. Absolutely great... White Cliffs of Dover, are you having a laugh? I mean, what? 
World War Two was a few years back, pal. So, jeez. You good? I just it bothers me. It absolutely does. Clearly, uh, number six, Talk on Corners by the Course, two point six eight, uh, released in nineteen ninety seven. It was the biggest selling album of ninety eight. Okay, they released, gosh, six songs off that album. Number five, Easy Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Because it's She's smaller. Weird. <laughs> 2.75. Uh, weeks in the top 75, an amazing 133. I bought that album. So I think, no, I didn't own that, but I did. She said the F word. She got really angry. Okay. And she said, Just rude, like you. She said rude things about doing rude things in theatres. Okay, we're down to the final four. Number four, ABBA, greatest hits. This is the gold one. 2.86 million uh, released in 1992 it was the best selling greatest hits of the decade no Elton John love there ready for the top three who are you going with I'm still what's the stories in there who else what's the story great brilliant <laughs> number three Spice Girls I forgot about them 3.1 released in the 4th of November 1996 wannabe Say you'll be there to become one. Who do you think you are? All number one hits. Number two, my boy, Simply Red. That's a joke. (laughs) 3.3. Leslie, you gave this a what score? I don't know, four. I think you gave it a four, right? Uh, So stars for your babies. Anyway, number two. Number one, with a whopping 4.16 million copies sold. 138 weeks in the top 75. It never left the top 20 in over a year, including 30 weeks in the top three, which is the longest spell since Simon and Garfunkel back in 1971. It is... What's the story, Morning Glory? Top loader, Onka's Big Up. Just kidding, it's What's the Story. Yes! Come on, that was a long journey to get there, wasn't it? I have a feel better now. You don't have the, you're mood. You're very moody. You oh, change. No, it's not. I just have a bean bonnet about. I mean, it's like you can't. Robson. Yeah, you can't. Oh, don't God. go back to Robson and Jerome for goodness' um, sake. Be on our half. So hour. I have found a chart that I thought would be worth digging in. Okay, go. Um, but it's long, so we're not going to do it all. But we'll do it bit by bit. So it was the top two hundred tracks of the nineties by Pitchfork. Magazine. Now, 200's hectic. 200's hectic. I thought we could maybe start from 50. Because... We can go for either 100 or 50. We'll decide in the week. But that's good. I like that. And I don't know it. So that, that'll be interesting. Well, I wanted to start it today. Uh, 100 or 50. Start I was going to do 50. Because 100, I think, is long. All right. Let's just 50. So we'll do 50. Go. So we'll start. So... <laughs> I also wanted to have a look. Because I think what will be interesting is how many... Like Britpop or Britpop stroke indie tracks are in this. Okay, Because go. this is songs. Yeah, okay. So number 50. Go. Live Forever. Oh, God. Oasis. Really? What's this, sorry, what's this based on? Is this so based this on is sales? Pitchfork. No, no, this is their opinion. This so is you know their... Pitchfork yeah, magazine? Uh, yeah, I know. So it's so the it's collective writers. opinion. They've, so the collective writers. So you're not going to get any crap ones. You're not going to get any aqua in there, for example. Oh. You're gonna, ah. But you're going to get ones that you're like, yeah, good, what are you talking about? Okay, so, cool. Um, so number 50, Go. Live Forever. Yep. Number 49, yep. Yo La Tengo 
bottom sweater. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. Who's it by? Uh, autumn sweater. Oh. No, sorry. It, Yola Tingle. The song is called Autumn Sweater. Oh, I've never heard that. Autumn Sweater has an enviable place in history. It's one of indie rock's all-time greatest make-out songs. A let's get it on for people too self-aware to use the phrase get it on without irony. Oh, God, go on. Next. 48. Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Oh, great song. Um, 47. Rid of Me by PJ Harvey. That's um, a stunning song. Not a massive fan of PJ. Number 46. Music Sounds Better With You. Stardust. Amazing. Oh, that's a bell tone. Ooh, baby. baby. Feel right. The, the music, music sounds, sounds better with you. you. Okay. Um, number 45. Mind Playing Tricks On Me by the Ghetto Boys. No. I'll take the London Boys, thank you. Number 44. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Go. Go on. For me. Unfinished Sympathy by Massive Attack. 44. It's way down there. Ouch. Okay, yeah, alright. Number 43, Setting Sun by the Chemical Brothers, featuring Noel Gallagher. You know what? I'm not a massive... Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of that song. No. It's like... Reminds me of Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles. It's in that territory. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Love yeah. it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, number 42, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Was number, never a Nine Inch Nails fan. Nah. Number 41, Passing Me By by The Parasite. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then number 40, and we'll stop for today. <laughs> what are you telling a story? Yeah. Little Fluffy Clouds oh, by The Orb. The orb. Little fluffy clouds mm. in the right. So out of that okay. There were only I'm surprised by Everlong Everlong is a huge tune in the 90s Still is a great song um, You'll be They've not even limited to British That's a hard exercise Imagine doing mm, that Yeah How much and time when you, that you read, look, To be fair It's a I, When I looked through it all They have a lot of hmm. Most of the tracks that I said Would think would be there Are there but then okay. they, they have some of those, what I would call, hashtag wanky songs. Hashtag wanky? <laughs> yeah. As in, like, pe- like, just doing it for doing it's sake. Okay, cool. I understand. Um, and there's a few of those that sort of permeate the charts. Um, God, but yeah. We're clocking on I just thought that was quite interesting. I like that. Let's and I want to see how many Britpop are and we can count them. Okay, cool. Uh, Shall we get into the homework? Yeah. And then we'll get into Guilty Pleasures. Homework was Edwin Collins' Bad Bay. Now, can we talk about Edwin for a second? Yes. Right? So, uh, obviously, hit it big with, uh, is it Girl Like You? Mm. Yep. Which I love. It's a good song. But a huge song. Um, but I don't know, I, didn't, I certainly didn't know this, about his health. Um, oh, yeah. And he had two cerebral hemorrhages in 2005. That's hectic. Suffered from, a, and I hope I'm saying this right, aphasia, um, which is the inability to comprehend or formulate language due to brain damage. So at the time, he could only say four words, yes, no, Grace Maxwell, who is his wife's name, and the possibilities are endless sentence. Isn't that, I mean, I read that, I, did, I had no idea at the time, and then to come out of that and, and still be making music and uh, amazing I didn't know that so should we get into this album Bad Bay um, 
I do you want do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go. Um so good tracks. Go on. From Glasgow to London. Oh, can we talk about the can we pause? How good is that song? It's a great track. And I love how Scottish he is on that. Love it. I love everything about that track. I am all in. It's a brilliant track. Okay. Um Sparks a Spark. Yeah, like that. Yep. Um that's it. Oh, come on. Right, so this album, for me, the first time I started listening to it, it kind of took me a bit offside. Because um, it's not music that I would tend to go to, and it's um, very different to what we've been listening to. So I kind of, when I first listened to it, I kind of threw it away. And then there was something about me that kept bringing it back, bringing it back. And it's probably one of the albums I've listened to the most out of all the homeworks. Because we've had a week and a half yeah. and stuff like that. See, so when I've listened to the least, and that's probably why. Cause it just... I really like this album. I know. I It surprised me because the Do fir- you like the song Outside? No. So, Do you like the song It's All About You? Yes. And I didn't at first. So that the fir- It's All About You is the first, first track, track yeah. and it throws you. It, re- it really does throw you. And then the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Um, the I guess we were young from Glasgow, London. We talked about Sparks Apart, all good. Average outside and tensions rising for me. I have a really tough time rating this album, right? Because I've then got to compare, or then my the thing that I'm listening to next to is Cooper Temple Claws. Totally different sounding mm-hmm. album, right? So, Bad Bay, what did you give it? Five out of ten. All right, I gave Bad Bay six and a half, and it's probably going to grow a bit. Right, because I like I keep going back to that album. I really like it and it's it's so I would suggest anyone have a listen to that album and let us know what you think. Um Cooper Temple Claws, not a new album, but we've been told to sort of listen to it. I'm keen to hear what you think about them because I know them. You know them? Well not like as in on your phone. They're my mates. Like didn't text them. But I know of them and I have listened to them. So we've got a friend of the show who um Sent that band in, and I used to listen to them and know them and talk to them about this band. Okay. Never one of my favourites, but, like, familiar. Okay. So, quick thoughts. Quite an unusual band at some points. They're like Embrace, but rockier. I was going to say that. Oh, yeah, boom. Uh, Like Embrace, but they're rockier. But they have electronic aspects. So, sometimes they do these, like, 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 chemical bird, like, dark beats. And I'm like, oh, that's came out of nowhere. Sometimes his vocal sounds like a Liam Gallagher. Sometimes. Um, like talking to a brick wall or whatever it's called. That Great sounds song. It's a good song. All right. So good, promises, promises, new toys, talking to a brick wall, blind pilots, oh. aim, which has a very prodigy-like start. The average, same mistakes, into my arms, and music box. I've put tracks <laughs> I love, new toys, talking to brick walls, blind pilots, and aim. No way. That's got to be a first. It's got to be. Right. How did you rate this album? I really struggled with it because there are moments in this album I go, this might be one of the best best bands I've heard in a long time. And then there's other bits of that album where I go, mm, no. So I did it easily because that's what I do and I gave it 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Yeah. And I think, look, I had the head start because they're familiar to me. Okay. So I think that's probably... And I think I probably knew what I was going to give it before I listened to it again. Okay. So I can understand that that would be... Though they're different because 
they're not of a similar vein as what we've been kind of listening to. But I think in terms of the quality of the songwriting and them as musicians, oh, yeah. they do remind me of... They've got aspects of some of the bands, oh, like what you said, bands that we do like. Yeah. So they've got the embrace side, yep. but then they've got the, say, the more of the sort of trip-hop, breakbeat type mm-hmm. sound to them. So they kind of mix what we actually love about music all in one at times. Yeah. But then there are other moments that are quite average. Yeah. So they're not ever going to be a... I'm not going to throw the album on all of the time, but it was nice to be reminded, and I do think it's worth a 7 out of 10. Yep, I agree. I dare say, I had a real struggle with Edwin and I was like I've enjoyed his album more oh. but the song quality of, of some of the songs by Cooper Temple are really really good so I, I really had trouble shall we get into Guilty Pleasures Far out. and I've got a jingle so let's do that right who was your Guilty Pleasure Scooter why are you saying it like that? Because I forgot how bad they are. <laughs> so you had Scooter and the beat goes on? That was horrible. Oh. And, oh no, the beat goes on is 39 <laughs> tracks. <laughs> that gave you Of the which 15 tracks are the same thing, remixed the same way, the same time, and it's crap. Yeah, I should have warned you, the one on Spotify is like the special edition, 20 Far, year one. Who would listen to that? Nah, not me. I wouldn't even listen to that. But talk to me about the album though. Did you like any of it? Uh, faster, harder, scooter. <laughs> That's just funny the name of it. Faster, harder, like it's scooter. Stupid. <laughs> um, and endless summer. Oh, one of my favourites. I love it. Like, I mean, summer. it's fun. Endless summer. The rest is garbage. Okay. And do you know they've released a new song called Rave Teacher? Oh no, I've never. Oh no, it. have a listen. Bad. Oh, oh, just have a listen. Okay. Uh, Scooter um, Tonight Kevin I'm going to give Scooter a 3 out of 10 <laughs> Okay Alright 3 out of 10 Yeah alright It's not the worst Okay 3 out of 10 You gave uh, What did you give You gave Kylie Minogue 3.5 and, and you gave uh, Synth Red 4 so Yeah this so is... it is the worst Yeah. Okay That's fair We got fan uh, Listener choice now Oh Right So we got Matt at M Fortet. Now Matt uh, I sort of asked Matt to tell us a little bit about himself. So he's a big fan of Oasis Blur, Shed Seven and the Phonics. However, does like a bit of cheesy pop. I, I seriously, when I saw his pick, I was like, this is brilliant. He mentioned he likes a bit of take that, right? Now, I like a bit of take that. <laughs> I prefer early take that. I prefer late take that. Much prefer late time. All I do each night is pray. Yeah, no, I like them after they're reformed. There's only three of them left now, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Matt has given us Five's debut self-titled album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm excited for this because, can I tell you a story? My sister had this CD. And I would, I would Did run in. Did they sing "All Rise"? Man, found the money in no, the. No, no, that's turn. blue. What did is you that, see? This is this is five. Same thing. Oh, it's not a boy band of that. Five. What did they do? This, I, I don't remember off my top of my head. But I, I used to oh, I to get that album off my sister and play it. And, you, what? And then sneak it back to her room before she knew because 
I just don't know. There were songs. I liked a bit of cheese back then. But um, I'm really looking forward to listening to this. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you feel about this as well. So we've got Five's debut album. And then, but it's your turn to pick next. So I just served your scooter. You've got to pick one for me next. I already know what it is. It's bad. Oh. Things it's not. I like it's genuinely a guilty pleasure. Like it's genuinely something. All right. And it's you know whether you feel the same way is unlikely. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, we're done with the original list of uh, sort of Britpop Brit pop bands that have done uh, albums in the last couple of years until Divine Comedy does one next month. So we're on new bands now. Moonlight Parade. You heard about them? Nope. Pretty good. So Moonlight Parade, their album Out of Nothing. And have you heard about Pete McLeod? I thought you would know about him. Okay. So Pete McLeod's album Walk to Light. So he's from Glasgow. Uh, So both albums sort of came out late 2018. So Moonlight Parade and Pete McLeod is who we are going to listen to for next week. Lovely. Yeah, some new music. I've never. I've, That's I've, good. I've listened to bits and good. bobs, but not the the full album. Britpop one liners. Cue the jingle. Britpop one liners. <laughs> a bit of junk. No, That'd be funny. No. That'd be funny. Can you remember who's who? Like whose turn is it? You asked me. So it's you to ask me. Yeah. <sighs> because you gave me nice things. Because I was. Oh, you were angry from work. Yeah. yeah that's right. Of course. Go on then. So. Give me nice ones. Today, Kevin. Oh. I shall give you. Yeah. Embrace. Oh, good call. Uh, I, you liked Embrace way more than me. Um, I thought they were an Oasis, um, copycat band, and then. Sorry. They were. They absolutely were hmm. at the time. Um, and then, but you loved them. You absolutely loved Embrace. Still do. I uh, still do it. And then it took me a while to to get into them. That album is phenomenal. Um, great songs on it. And we reviewed their last album, Love Is a Basic Need. Great album as well. And I saw recently the tour that they're doing in the UK, and I would love for them to come to Australia. People are so the, the concerts just looked amazing. So Embrace, you started off liking them a lot more than me. But they are a great band. Verve. Oh. Didn't like anything up until Urban Hymns. Oh. I didn't. I couldn't get into it. Um, Because we talked about... They couldn't get into you. We we talked about them on the Ash episode, right? And um, Ash borrowing their equipment and stuff like that. Was it the Northern Soul album? Couldn't get into that. Two, Two out there. But Urban Hymns. Songs like History or On Your Own? Yeah. Like, have you listened to them? I know, but the rest, of it, it's it's what they... And, and even even on Urban Hymns, I struggle a bit because amazing songs. And then there's a couple of crap ones on that album. Right? So, but they... I, do you know what? Fond memories of um, when they reformed. Because I was back in the UK and they were all over the radio. And so whenever I hear um, any of their stuff, it, it brings back memories. So, like the bear. Next. Just a bit whistling for you. Oh. Bernard Butler. Oh, no, don't say this. You gave me suede and I flip in. I know people are going to come at me for suede. Best thing to come out of uh, suede. <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. Yes, it is. Stop the end. His one liner is the best thing to come out of suede. See, you just got to own it. I really like Bernard Butler and I don't think he gets the, the credit that he should. 
his albums are just tremendous. But anyway, go. There you go then. Oh, that's it, isn't it? Right, shall we get into this album finally? Yes. Um, didn't even tell you what the album was. The album is Black Grape. <laughs> it's great when you're straight. The album cover um, is uh, Carlos the Jackal in pop art. Please talk to me about this, Leslie. Well, he was like a international... Terrorist, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know why they've used that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find any specific... Like, it was weird. Because if you try and find it, usually you find out it's because it's related to this or it's related to a track. I don't get it. No, I didn't find it either. Because when you think about the track, like, there's nothing that links it for me. No. And I just thought, oh, maybe I just need to be smarter and think about the tracks. <laughs> no. no. Nothing. I'm not that smart, though. So but... if you know why, why the album cover was Carlos, let us know. Mm. The album title, It's Great When You're Straight. I had... I thought this album... Oh, no, tell me you didn't think. I did. Oh, I no. did. For, for years, I always thought it was... No, it just means not being it, on drugs. That's exactly what it means, and now it makes sense to me. So I never thought I really... It's funny that your mind instantly went to that, though. But because I don't... I don't know why. I think it's... Um, I don't know. Maybe the Sean Ryder... I didn't know how heavily they were influenced by drugs. Oh, tons. And therefore, you know... obviously well, think some of the tracks. But we've... but. I was never the biggest Happy Mondays fan, right? And then going through this exercise, I'm like, okay, now I easily see why this is what it is. Um, but I just, yeah, but not knowing the band, not knowing Sean, um, that's where my head went to. And so I'm sure I'm not the only person that did that either. But um, yeah, so it's all about being clean and off drugs. It was released on the 7th of August, 1995. It's a debut album after the breakup from the Happy Mondays. What followed it? was Stupid, 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 released in 97, mm-hmm. went to number 11. The label was on Radio Active, which is an American label. Uh, the talent man, the, 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 it was a combination of a talent manager called Gary Kerfist and MCA Records. They're now closed. They had Live, Jane's Addiction, Ramones, Talking Heads and the Eurythmics. Interesting fact about Gary Kerfist. So he was the actual manager of Shirley Manson of garbage right so he was responsible for creating garbage and i totally forgot about this that garbage did the uh song to the james bond movie the world is not enough i just completely disassociate garbage from a james bond movie do you did you even that's i yeah you just brought yeah yeah i totally forgot i totally forgot exactly um the producer was danny saber who's a member of the band and sean Recorded at Rockfield Studios. Keeps coming up. Bohemian Rhapsody was recorded there. Tracks, 10 tracks, 46 minutes. Chart position, it went to number one for two weeks. How long was it in the charts? 48. What did it knock off uh, number one? Supergrass. I should Oh, did it? It did. What knocked it off? Mm, It wasn't good. Said and done by Boyzone. Ready for the charts? Oh, yeah. See? Love it, love it. You're like, ah, down, back up again. Right. It's a bit simple, really, haven't I? Bless me. Number albums. Number 10, Sax Moods by Blowing Free. It's like, what did we have? It was like the Pan Pipes. Remember we, we had a whole album? Sounds like one of those, you know, you used to get a CD free with, like, if you bought a Mars bar. It's like that. <laughs> free CD. Number nine, No Need to Argue by the Cranberries. Oh, I love the Cranberries. <laughs> 
but I really do. You say that every time, <laughs> right? Number eight, These Days by Bon Jovi. Number seven. These days, the stars seem out of reach. Number seven, Timeless by Goldie. Oh. That's a belter. That is a belter. That's a belter. Uh, number six, Nobody Else by Take That. <laughs> Go on. No. Okay. Number five, Seal. Seal. Number four, Stanley Road by Paul Weller. Number three. Can we talk about Seal? Can we backtrack? Is this going? To, you've already talked about how did he break? How did he get? How no, we've passed, we have still not. You've not let got me. my head around that, but that's not what we're going to talk about. So, if um, we're talking about Seal and his music, what's your thoughts on Seal? Like Seal? Yeah, see, I get, I get conflicted because I think of like um, and you're a little crazy. Great song. Yeah, and but then Kiss Virals. It's all right. There's actually how I got into Seal was not through that. There's an album he did. And I remember the album cover. It's him sort of doing this sort of weird, scary pose like that. I think it's called Human Something. Human Being, Human Nature or something like that. And that album is great. Like, it was really bizarre. Mm. After all the sort of hype of Seal, there was this quieter album that I sort of, a friend of mine put me onto. And I'm like, that's a great, that's a really, really good album. So I like Seal. I don't mind Seal. Okay, good. Uh, Is that all you wanted to talk about, Seal? Just wanted to know. Nothing else, Seal, you want to, no. No. Nope. Uh, number three, I Should Coco by Supergrass. What was the one after Seal? Standing Road by Paul Weller. Oh. That's all you do when you hear that album. Number two. Who doesn't love that album? Our charts might not. Uh, number two. Oh, don't even. <laughs> number two, Pet Shop Boys and Alternative. There's a lot of love for the Pet Shop Boys out there, isn't there? Western Girls. I was, I was actually, that's a funny story. The... The day that we, the day after we went out, when I went, I had my breakfast by myself, and then I went to it. I've listened to the Pet Shop Boys because people were talking to us about them on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? I'm not in the mood for anything hectic. Whack on a bit of Pet Shop Boys. Wow. Uh, on to the singles because number one is 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 Black Grape. So singles number ten, Your Loving Arms by Billy Ray Martin. <gasps> I love this song. I don't Put know. Your loving arms oh, yeah. I bought that single and it, and <laughs> you don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And it had remixes on it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Amazing. Oh, it's a good thing. Loved that song. I literally played that song to death. Do you think you could get it on vinyl, Liz, with the remixes? Oh, oh, oh. Number nine. Rev- oh, so I. This is. The charts were a bit samey samey, so I changed these charts to be the release of Reverend Black Grape. Which is at number nine. Number eight, That Look in Your Eye by Ali Campbell. Number seven, This Ain't a Love Song by Bon Jovi. Nah. Guaglioni by Perez, Perez, Prado and his orchestra. So Scottish with some of these. Number five, Scatman. He's dead now. Yeah, he is. It's really sad, wasn't it? Number four, I Need Your Loving by Baby D. I need your loving, like the sunshine. It's a belter, isn't it? What a song. What a song. Everybody got it once sometimes. Why am I going to... You had that on single. Yeah, of course I did. (laughs) Number three, Scream, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. I love that song. It's a good song, isn't it? Good video too. Number two, Common People by Pulp. Wow. 
Number one, Unchained Melody. <laughs> Don't let me go through that again. Nope. Shall we get into Black Grape then? Let's get into it. Woo! We're way late on this one. Black Grape formed after, after the Happy Mondays broke up, after the disaster of Yes Please, which we've talked about yes. on the Happy Mondays episode. So, Sean and Bez, an ex-Paris Angels guitarist Wags, and ex-Ruthless Rap Assassins, 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 Christ, Kermit, <laughs> a.k.a. Paul Leverage. Um, have you ever listened to them? No. Uh, the album's called The Killer Album. It reminded me of the NWA. What's your thoughts on the NWA, Leslie? What do you think, then? <laughs> Probably not high up on my um, Spotify playlist. No, it doesn't come through your regular rotation. Uh, so look, it's I, I had a little giggle at it because every track on this album in Spotify is explicit, explicit, explicit. And my goodness, is it. So I listened to it. Um, it's not bad. It's very NWA. It's like the UK equivalent of that. Um, so the two of them met. So Kermit and Sean met. Bez was the middle guy. So he was friends with both of them and uh, took Kermit to one of the Happy Mondays gigs and that's how they got to know each other. So, interesting enough, the way they compare writing methods is the same as Mel Smith in Griff Jones. Do you remember those two? Yeah, I do, actually. Do you remember when they used to sit opposite each other? And with black and white, it was the black screen behind them and they would just talk, tell stories to each other. That apparently is how these two work together. They would sit face-to-face... And write tracks out while doing that focused That's on each other. Is. Yeah. Um, so they would say, we sat down like Alas Smith and Jones head to head or watching the news. And then we would get on with the same old bleep. Me and him just bounce off each other. This album is apparently influenced by Pulp Fiction. Oh. You know that? Okay. A quote from Ryder. All our management was American and we ended up with a copy of Pulp Fiction before it was released. We watched it and it blew us away. In one way or another, it probably did have a little bit to do with the first Black Grape album. Didn't know that. On to one of our favourite topics. This was submitted as part of the 96 Mercury Prize Awards. Did you know that? Not Brilliant. I love it when you don't know about the Mercury Prize. Alright, so here's the nominations. You guess which one won yeah, the prize. because I know the winners. I sometimes just forget the year. Go okay. Artists for War Child, the Help album. Yeah, no. Black Grip, it's great. Peter Maxwell Davies, The Beltane Fire. The Manic Street Preachers, Everything Must Go. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mech. <laughs> it got a nomination. Oasis, What's the Story? Courtney Pine, Modern Day Jazz Stories. Pulp, Different Class. Underworld, Second Toughest in the Infants. And Norma Watterson, Norma Watterson. Which one picked up the prize? <sighs> Tempted to say Norma. <laughs> it's not Norma. Uh, I think it was Pulp. It was Pulp. Well, Boom. well done. Um, so they were nominated, but they didn't win. Towards the end of '95, Kermit suffered a severe case of septicemia. Yes. Did you read that harsh? So it's a form of blood poisoning. Yes, yeah, full. So there's two stories on this, right? One is that it was caused by bad water he drank while in Mexico. And then the second one, allegedly, is that he used dirty water to shoot up in Spain. He was so sick that he took him back to the UK. He passed out on the plane and apparently he flatlined and they brought him back in the hospital. 
mental. That's crazy. Mental. So he was was really sick really early into this release of this album, and it impacted their ability to tour. So they were about to head to the uh, states in '96. However, the band was denied entry due to their prior drug convictions. After a couple of months, the passports were the passports were cleared and the band was admitted into the US. However, Cameron had to miss because he was still sick. Mm. His spot was filled by Psycho, who became a permanent member of the band after the tour. Before imagine these guys touring, like trying to get a visa. Hectic. Hectic. Before Black Grape launched the spring tour of the US, Bez left the band due to financial, financial hard, disagreements. Yeah. How much does he get paid? What what what, what do you um contribute? How Bez? do you figure out how much to give <laughs> yeah. Bez? Is what I'd love to know. A couple of shakes in Maraca. Five dollars, pounds. But to be fair, he, you saw him. He would have worked his butt off he on did. stage. So he did. So strong work ethic. There you go. But then I don't know how much he influences the actual writing of the songs. Good point. Don't so know. So he may do. May I don't know. Don't know. Uh, so after this album, they released Stupid, Stupid, Stupid in 97. However, when they were touring, basically Sean fired everyone and they broke up in 1998. Post breakup, Kermit, he's a hard dude to try and find information about, right? Sean, easy. Yeah. Kermit, not so much. He's done some uh, smaller recording projects like Blind Arcade and The Footprint. He's done a lot of work with Super Weird Substance, which is what they call a social media label founded by DJ Greg Wilson. And they do like mixtapes, recordings, happenings. Um, so they'll get people around and just start jamming or they'll have like poetry jams as well. Uh, and they go sometimes touring and they're called the Super Weird Society. Through this, Kermit does poetry and he's done a poem called Lies and Other Fools, which was read by Howard, Howard Marks. Oh, wow. It's on SoundCloud. So the social media Super Weird Substance label, they did that. And um, yeah, it's well well produced. Sean, much easier to find out where he's yeah. been, right? So, 2005, Gorilla's there. He's done heaps of TV shows. He's done I'm a Celeb, where he came second in 2010. That Sunday night show. Um, he's wrote Twisting My Melon, which is a biography. He was also in Grand Theft Auto, the game. Was he? Yep. He played a washed-up musician. What's your thoughts on Grand Theft Auto? I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I stop because I don't like the fortuitous violence against... Um, no structure as well, right? That's well, what you were saying? No, I do like that, but I don't like it against the against women, like, different races, like, the whole thing. I find it, like, I find it... Um, you just find it offensive. I do. I, I'm not easily offended. No. Right? But I just don't get that. Like, I don't know why in a computer game you'd want to kill a prostitute mm. like that's that why is that entertaining mm. and what message does that send mm. like to young um young blokes playing games that will be influenced on their view of the world by such things i just think it's rubbish okay and it's because it's the difference is right if you think of call of duty and all these games and i know we're on a tangent and yes like you're in the army and you're shooting whatever you're shooting and it's world war Two and whatever ever else you can kind of park that in terms of reality. You're never going to be in World War Two. Mm. That's you kind of see yeah, the yeah, difference. I understand that. Last of Us, zombies, not going to happen. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, 
this, you might nick a car and you might kill a prostitute and these people are kind of normal mm. and life looks relatively okay. Mm. It's not a story where you can, you feel like it's any different. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Call of Duty, so I was I was not really a Call of Duty guy, nah, but there was a, there was an episode, I think it was Modern Warfare was the game and it's, it's today, like set in, in modern day where... Um, you know, war happens in everyday suburban neighbourhoods, right? There is a scene, and to be fair, it does give you warning before the scene happens, and it gives you the option to skip the the actual uh, main, not what's the game, the, not the menu, but the actual. Oh, the play. story. The story, yeah, you can skip it, but it's you play as a terrorist running through an American airport, and it, it, it's just it's horrible. And it's the first time I think I've ever been offended to that point of a game where I went, gamepad down, I'm not, I'm not playing this, it's ridiculous. Who made this? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand where you Yeah, I think it crosses sometimes, it just crosses the line. And, and I hate Grand Theft Auto for that reason. I was never a Grand I don't like free roaming games. I like my structure. I just, <laughs> I get lost in games. And I just, I'm not, it was, it was never for me. Um, all right, back to Black Grape. Black Grape, so they did reform in 2015. So um, it was because of Sean's wife. He, she was asking how Kermit was doing. And they hadn't spoken ages. And um, she went, go on, pick up the phone, see how he's doing. And that's it. They got talking again and talked about a new album. And they gave us pop voodoo. I'm so glad she did that because I love yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. It's a great album. Pop voodoo. I give it an eight and a half. You give it a seven and a half. Um, and so Pop Voodoo, it got released. It went to number 15 in the UK. Great fun album. If you have not listened to that album, do take some time, go and listen to it. It's fantastic. So Sean said this about reforming. We were both off our heads on drugs at the time of the breakup, and that really didn't help, Ryder says. The first time I tried doing something different with Black Grape was around 2014, and Cameron was not quite better from the health problem. He's got a pig's valve in his heart. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, how crazy, huh? Did you know that Sean's got six kids? Yeah. That's awesome, eh? Sean, like, and he's been with his wife since they were 17. That's an incredible story. Um, all right, anything else you got in the band? Um, no, you covered pretty much all of my... Did I? Research. Sorry. Uh, singles? Let's fr- fly through these. Reverend Black Grape got to <laughs> number nine. I love it. <laughs> we'll do it in the... Th- we'll do we'll it in do the, it in the bit. Yeah. Uh, so the video is really fun. It's two different preachers. One is uh, an old Wild West style compared to a modern day evangelist on the television, which is phenomenal. Uh, second single, In the Name of the Father, number eight in August 95. The video, they're heading, it, it's, it's a bit out there. They're heading through a jungle with dancers. They're cruising down a river, carrying signs. However, one of the signs has just got George Best written on it. Amazing. Brilliant. So, in the name of the Father, because I thought this was interesting, because you talk about where they chart in Australia. Oh, um, Reverend Reverend Black Grape doesn't chart at all. Um, I guess the number five in Scotland, though. Okay. Um, but in the name of the Father, gets to a hundred and seven in Australia chart. Wow. Okay. You don't know what you're missing, Australia. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> well, when well, this was ninety-five, yeah. And brought Britpop over with me until 98. Kelly's Hero was the third song. This is... So it got to number 17. 158 it's, in Australia. <laughs> thanks for that. No, thanks you're for welcome. That. The video 
is fantastic. It is brilliant. I, I don't love know this whether song. it's so it's called Bank Job Version. And so the Rob ba- so the bank rob a bank. It's all in high def, it's really well produced. But they rob a bank with microphones, not guns. And it's all about them trying it is fantastic it's so much fun. So the videos uh, were pretty good actually. Shall we get into the tracks though? And now you can talk about your favourites. So it kicks off oh, with Reverend see. Black Grape. What did you think of that? <laughs> I love it. Who doesn't love it? It's, it's, no, I don't. It's great. Kicks off. It starts off the album. Um, I, do you know what it is? I've got to go back to this because, like you've mentioned before, when we were sort of talking about this, I'd forgotten. I think I always liked Happy Mondays, mm-hmm. and I think I probably listened to Black Grape and went, hmm. Maybe I don't like it as much as Happy Mondays. I'm going to park it. Mm-hmm. And I've never really fully gone back to it. Yeah. And then when we went through this exercise, it was, it has been the biggest surprise, but it's been one of, of my <laughs> favourite moments of this whole exercise. Oh, wow. It's finding out, again, how much I actually, I mean, Black Grape, you can't help but be going in a good mood. No, when you listen is. to it and it the is. lyrics and we'll talk about that talk about that my, one of my favourite lyrics ever And but you just can't I don't know I just think that um, it's just a happy album so I think that look, that track really kicks off the album well uh, I mirror you're saying a great start I love the bongos at the start the music's great Sean's vocals and obviously we talked about that in the Happy Mondays they are what they are there's a couple of songs this is not one of them but there are a couple of songs on here that I go about his vocals, but um, the lyrics are hilarious. So, oh Pope, he got the Nazis to clean up their messes. He exchanged the golden paintings. He gave them new addresses. Clean up your messes, and then they play a sample of High Führer in the background. Wow, oof! I really like the song. It's I. It's probably the time to talk about this. I find this a tale of two halves. The first al- half of this album, hundred percent. I don't think you can top. Like you probably look. You probably can. But for the funness of an album, you ha- I think it's up to track five. Yeah, where it's just, that's exactly right. It's just gold. And then it tapers off. But um, shall we play Reverend Black Grape? Yes, please. Yes, please. Done. You're back with... Obviously, one of your favourites, which is in the name of the Father. When you Google, you in the name of the Father in the Holy Ghost, and then he comes up with the burper. He just comes in with his. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I must admit, and this is I. I was right in here tonight, and I'm listening to this album, and I'm like, it's a belter of a song. It Great really song. is. And the lyrics again, the bit where he starts singing about Neil Armstrong. So Neil Armstrong, astronaut, he had balls bigger than King Kong, first big suit on the moon, and he starts to play golf. Hole in one! Like, it's just <laughs> so much fun. Two songs in a row, thumbs up, and the name of the father goes like this. Back with Tremazzi Party. I really like the song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. Um, I th- I've wrote a note here that it's all in the choruses for Black Grape. A hundred percent. All in the choruses, and um, 
And this one, I'm like, Sean's vocals aren't great, right? Not in this song. There's a couple more to come. But, and also there's a saxophone in here, right? So I got my clapping, I got my whistling, and I hate me some saxophone as well. And they had to change the name of the song because yeah, it's too did. close to it. They couldn't call it the real thing. Yeah. Um, I love this song. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, anything else you want to add before I just jump in and play it? Not play it. Play it. All right, Tremise Particles like this. Kelly's Heroes. Best song on the album. Nah, really? Oh, by a mile. Don't talk me about heroes. I love it. It, it is, makes it, me the best. It's got the best lyric ever. Okay, which is? Is it the Batman one? Jesus was a black man. No, Jesus was Batman. No, no bleep. That was Bruce Wayne. I literally... You just cry with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a belter. It's, it's a really fun, love it. awesome song. Is it the favorite? Is it my favorite song? I don't know. It is good. All right, Kelly's Heroes. This is it. Love it. Don't talk to me about heroes. Most of these men sing like subs. Don't talk to me about your big, big heroes. Most of these men. Yeah, yeah, brother. Okay. I don't like this. So. I'm not I liked it I'm not a fan of it until Kermit sings the chorus oh really yeah the yeah 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 I like that I yeah. really like that. that that to me brings it all back and I really enjoy the song no not for you not for me not playing it or are we playing nah. it oh that's a no a big day in the north it's funny it is I like this track alright talk about this for, it's a bit of a weird one so okay so the reason I like it is I think because the first four tracks for me are Belters. Bang, bang, bang. I'd go and five. Got yeah, okay. funny... What's the fifth one? Well, haven't I... Oh, yeah, no, we're on... No, we are. We're on five. five. Yeah. I like Yeah, Yeah, Brother. You didn't like Oh, that. that's right. And then I find that's a bit of a dip. Oh, see, I... Okay. And then when this track comes back in, I feel like I'm back in the game You're back again. in the game. All right. Um, what about his uh, French in the song? Just what's that? It's like... It's like uh, really... Like when I try and... Brilliant! It's the worst. I just like don't when, know people with accents. Yeah, they really accents. northern. If you've got a northern English accent or a Scottish accent, or just don't. But we used to do French. It sounded ridiculous. Show my pal. Show my pal, Leslie. <laughs> you what? Um, I've gone. This is a good song. His vocals. There's a nice little piano riff here, and the trumpet is really good, really haunting. It's very strange hearing Sean sing in French. But there is a really good breakdown at the two and a half minute mark. Um, do you want to play it? I do. Okay. Big day at the north. Here we go. Here we go. Shake well before opening. Nah, not for me. You're shaking your head. What is it? It's just a dip, isn't it? I don't enjoy... I actually don't even enjoy the melody. Like, I don't enjoy... What about the bass behind it, though? That's quite... I, I don't mind that. It's a skipper. Skipper? I've gone not great this one. Lyric's not the best either. It's passable. It's got a good little nah, funky bass line in the background, but it doesn't save it for me. Shake well before opening. I can I can do without. So no. I'll skip that. Submarine? Like Submarine. Away! 
Really? Do you not like I it? I don't like it. <gasps> what do you not like about it? I've gone, it's not great. Sean's vocals are terrible here. Well, I think they're, they're never exactly... No, but when, when he... Uh, again, play to your strengths. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not a singer. You've heard me singing. I'm not a singer. But... I'm a singer. You've heard the podcast. Usually... Yeah. <laughs> usually with Sean, there's, even if it's a bit shaky... There's a chorus that's so catchy and hooky that you just forget about the singing. For me, the chorus in this is really underwhelming, I think. Really? Yeah, I don't like it at all. Oh. I'm going to skip it. Oh. Uh, I'm going to jump into Shake Your Money, though. Do you like it? Yeah. I like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nothing stands out about this song. There's nothing amazing for me. But I quite like it. And you find yourself singing along to it. And you find yourself moving your bum in your seat. I, quite, I enjoy it. Yep. Anything else you want to add? Should we just play it? Just play it. Just play it. Shake your money, Les. Let's go. To end the album is Little Bob. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, I don't know if that's the way to end the album. No, I don't think so either. And so I'm kind of disappointed because I, it's not a bad song. I like it. I don't know if I like the song. Oh, I just I struggle with it because I. It's not an end to an album, is it? No, and I feel like there needs to. I don't. I'm waiting for the track after. Yes. Yeah, right? I agree. So when I, I go, agree with oh, you. It's like, oh, yeah. Um. Really like this. It's it's a good end to the album because you don't get. Because what was the end to the Happy Mondays? Was it Hallelujah? What was the? They had a really off song at the end. Yeah, I think it is. And I was like, oh. but this this it actually to your point, you end the album going, "Where's my track 11? But yep. at the same point, you don't get a crap song to end the album. No. Um, I love the boom where it goes boom. All in on that one. And then one. I laugh because I say that all the time. Yeah, boom, you do. Bang, boom. I love the brass work at the end of the song. I actually really think this is a good song. So we'll end. We'll play it to end the podcast. But I'm. I actually like that song. The great smell of brute is a line that always makes me laugh. Is because it? That's, there, is yeah, because that's that crappy deodorant that people blokes used to wear. I was. I was never. Did you a, have no, it? I was never oh, a brute. I was. No, Lakes I, Africa. I, I bet was, you were one of them. I was. I bet you were. I had the, 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 you know, the set, the body gel, oh. deodorant, and the aftershave. That well, me. that's your Christmas sorted, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's not called Lynx anymore, or is it not what? called Lynx here? It's called Axe, A-X-E, in Australia. No, it's not. It is? No, it's not. It is? No, it's not. Okay, fine. Good, Google it. Whatever. All right, so um, let's talk about the success of this album. Number yes. one. Surprised by it? Do you think it deserved to um, Over Robson and Jerome. Jeez. Um, Supergrass, I should Coco remember it knocked off. I'm surprised. I feel like I'm... I think, to be honest, I think the reason it probably got to number one was because there'd been such a massive... Not massive, but there'd been a gap between Happy yeah, Mondays. People were excited about it. People were excited. Yeah. They but, got they, they got it right instead of the Stone Roses and the Second Coming. Yeah. They got too too long. These guys got it right. Is that what you're saying? I think if you remember back to that episode, that was out of their control, Kevin. Uh, interesting enough, that is one of our least downloaded episodes. Just saying. 
you're at least <laughs> <laughs> I'm really actually just on that the Mannix is our number one episode which I thought Blur would overtake it but the Mannix they're they're quite a way up now no. but still the Happy Mondays is our most so basically we get a couple of different reports one is the most downloaded in, in 14 days and then the second one is, is total downloaded the Happy Mondays episode is still leaps and abounds ahead of anyone else. Yeah, the well, Mannix is catching it. But for me, I never saw the Happy Mondays being the episode that people would go to. No. You, yeah, just bizarre, right? Anyway, a side note. Um, How does, how's the Reef episode tracking, Kev? It's better than the Stone Roses episode, Lel. <sighs> that's because it was, let's be honest, that was because it was controversial. That's yeah. why we, that's, that was awesome. Right, reviews. Worst reviews. I love this. Pigeonhead. He's been getting away with it for years. <laughs> Sean, Sean Ryder has always managed to produce popular feel-good music, but sooner or later, was, it was always, reality was always going to catch up with him. In other words, perhaps it was the drugs he was on, on or off, at the time that affected him. It's great when you're straight, as it best can be described as an ambitious effort in comparison to the samey standard Britpop acts of the day. Oofed. Ouch. Pigeonhead, not happy. Um, was that, did you find any bad reviews? Um, no. Okay, let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, Thomas Erlwin from All Music. Black Grape is what Happy Mondays always wear, only better. Leaving behind the stiff mm. musicianship that plagued even the best Mondays records, Black Grape's debut um, is a surreal, funky, profane, perversely joyous album overflowing with casual eclecticism and giddy humour. That's, that's exactly yeah, that's what we've been talking about. It's so much fun. I've got a good one. Go. Um, Chrissy Winter, 5 out of 5. Yep. If you missed out on this when it was originally released, which I think is timely because a few people may am, go out and do yourself a favour and get the reissue. Oh. This album is a mix-up funk dance party from start to finish. Hysterical, drugged-up lyrics from Sean Ryder, as always, and his delivery, although totally stoned, as as good as he ever was. <laughs> File under totally mental, right next to pills, thrills and belly aches. In a word, special. Oh, nice. Um, Loved it. One more, flip side of reviews. Uh, Reverend Black Grape in the Name of the Father and Kelly's Heroes. Remain ridiculously catchy two decades on, with the latter perhaps the album's pivotal pivotal track, with all the humour of the Mondays and some pretty nifty riffs on what could easily have become an embarrassing caper in the wrong hands. Why? Uh, yeah, he's true. That like this was a risky album, right? Off the back of the Happy Mondays, but and it, it is risky, like because when you think about, do you not listen to some of the lyrics and go, "How'd you get away with that?" Yes. Well, even that reviewer talks about the album cover going, how the heck did they get away with that like, one as well? But how did they... Okay, question. If yeah. they released that album now in 2019 and you're talking about Jesus as a black man being Batman... <laughs> no, but really... <laughs> Are we more PC now? I don't think so. I think in terms so. of that And stuff? is that... Album yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got one more from Dodders on Amazon. So you wrote this didn't you? I I did not write this but I I loved it. It's great is a stupendously good album that swaggers jauntily out of your stereo and infests your house with a sleazy adult vibe. <laughs> like all things nasty, you know it's not really good for you but you just can't help reaching for the volume control. 
Number 11 is the setting of choice. How good's that? Oh, wow. So, man, daughters. Good stuff. Look, I had this album when I was younger, and I sort of probably pushed it to the back of my collection. Um, now, I, I really enjoy this. It's one of my Spotify, you know, the it's ones brilliant. that... It's, it's a good album. Um, it does taper off a bit at the end, but it's so much fun. Um, so, it's in our chart higher than Happy Mondays. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. There's too. more songs on this than there was a Happy Monday. Yeah, I agree. You know, even then, we're, we're not. There's not a bad song. There's a couple of not the best songs, but on the Happy Mondays, there was some songs that I was just like, yeah. Oh. But yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy. I'd like to know what people thought. What did you think you gave it as a rating? Well, I reckon seven and seven or seven and a half. You gave it the same as me, which was a seven and a half. Yeah, I thought it would be high. We both gave the same score. Wow. Uh You've seen the Happy Mondays. You seen Black Grip? No, no, neither have I. And they are touring at the moment, actually. Um, so are they tu- touring with Pop Voodoo? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So they're touring the UK and in summer. Um, Twitter, it's Black Grape. Website, blackgrapemusic.com. The album is one pound twelve pence on Amazon. Go and buy it. Go and buy it. But there is a three disc special edition. I think it was the one yeah. you were talking about. Twenty two bucks. Okay. Um, are they on Spotify? Yes. Do yourself a favour. Go straight to Pop Voodoo though and just have it. it go, it's, go and buy it's, Pop Voodoo. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. You ready for 34? Is it dawning on you how far we're getting in this chart? 34. Like, I'm already thinking, I'm worried about the follow-up to this. Right, 34. What do you reckon? This I'm album... gauging your body language. So you've gone into a more upright... Um, stern position and it always worries me this album is one of your albums not mine no way it is what about time um I think so if I can take you back to when late teens you I'd say 96 97 I'm trying to remember um, you loved this band and it wasn't a popular choice um, and they're certainly not the popular at the band at the time the band were actually quite controversial because um, of the songs mm. and their lyrics and the way they presented themselves and the outfits they wore you it's placebo it's placebo Boom. and tell me it's their first album it's their first album I love you loved this, this album. album I still do yeah so we are Nancy covering... Boy Boom Bruce Pristine uh, what else is going on? <sighs> and that's and and we'll talk about that when we get. But next week, placebo, and let me tell you, the one after that is a big one. It's a big, big one, right? Nervous about the next one. So oh, we've wow. we've got yeah. So this one I'm really looking forward to because you can do some homework and tell me all about this album and you know where you were at the time and why and and do oh, all the I've research. Seen them live, the whole thing. Oh, Love fantastic! Them. So you can talk to me about them. Uh, and then uh, I'll, really I'll, I'll prepare for the one after that because I'm already nervous about it. Right, anything else you want to add? That was actually not as long as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I love talking about Black Grape. That was a lot. I think it's just a fun album. Like, yeah, I really, agree. you can't hate it. Mm. Is it musical genius? Probably not. Is it a ton of fun? Yes. Yeah, and will I listen to it again? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm looking forward to reviewing some new bands 
for my homework next yeah, week. Yeah, new homework as well. Um, and five. I don't know about that. I'm excited about five. Um, you've got to think of your next... Well, you've got your new band you said for Guilty Pleasures. Oh, I do. Um, but not that I need one, but I've got an excuse to listen to Placebo's album again. Yeah. Because I, I honestly, I'm telling you now, I still listen to that at least once a month. Really? Still now. Oh, well, that's great. Absolutely love it. Mm. Now, it's not Britpop. You're not Britpop. <laughs> we had Reef. Uh, it's not, but I feel it okay. falls. I don't think it's too far outside of the the remit if we're talking about nineties Britpop stroke indie Definitely. stroke alt mm. that would fall in that bucket. Yep. Um, there will be a lot of people who listen to this podcast who will love this album. Agreed. I think. Definitely. Um, all right. But if I'm wrong, please tell me. Oh, no one ever comes at you. They always come at me. But they might. All right. Uh, I'm done. Let's get out of here. And um, let's get ready for next week's placebo. As always, at Pop Banter on, on Twitter, where we're the most active for any sort of questions, feedback, uh, anything like that, send it through. So it's your guilty pleasures. If you've got a 90s album that you want us to, to listen to, send it our way. Um, we actually really enjoy them. They're a lot of fun too. All right, let's get out of here. All right, everyone. See you later. Bye.